Blog Talk Radio.
Spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah. These are the days of Elijah. These are the days of Jeremiah. Yeah, these are the days that uh, the world has become wickeder and wiser. And every day it gets a little bit worse. But for the believer, for the Christian, for the saints of God, we have a undefeatable God. He's an undefeatable God. He's got all power. He's on our side. The things we have to have today, we have to pray. We have to have patience. Most of all, we have to have faith and trust God. Yeah, praise him, worship him today. That's what we got to do. We got to study his word and remember to quote his word, quote his word. Because see, the word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it keeps the enemy at bay. But when we don't walk in the world, we just just going on about our everyday life. Then the enemy comes. Yeah. And he come in like a flood. And we'll forget that it's God that will raise a standard for us. But if we practice, and again, I, I told you I come from a place where they said, perfect practice makes perfect. So the more we practice, applying the word to every situation, the good situation, the bad situation, the ugly situations in our lives. The more we apply his word to it, we're practicing. So when something comes up, we're going to quote the word. Yeah, we're going to quote the word. I went to court with a young man on Monday, and the state wasn't ready uh, to present his case. So after court was over with, he emailed me and told me that he understood everything and the state wasn't ready. He said, you're right, because I told him the state wasn't ready and, you know, God have a perfect plan. And he don't want you out of there with uh, parole, probation, none of that. He just wants you to be scot-free because he's, you know, he rededicated his life to the Lord completely in prison. God got to work for him. So listen, he told me this. He said, listen, he said, this is what happened. I had to come to that courtroom, he said, because everywhere the sole of my feet tread, I own it. I possess it. So I had to bring my feet into that courtroom. So when I come back, what I'm expecting, freedom is going to happen. Now, I never saw this so quick. They set it off from Monday until today at 4 o'clock. I said, Lord, you're doing something. And it's not my business what he's doing. It's my business to trust him. It can be some bad situations, but we got to have faith and we got to trust him. Mama died and went on. And I need mama. I'm a missile. I understand that. But guess what? Mama didn't make you. God made us for his pleasure. We can live without mama, but we can't live without God. Let me tell you, the world is not living without God. You know why? We are keeping them lifted up. We are why the world is still existing, believe it or not. We are why the world can continue to go on. Our prayers, he wished that none should perish. 
we wish that none should perish. So we pray for those that are lost, not just our children, but all children that are lost. We pray for this new generation. We pray for the older people who have not made Jesus the God of their lives yet. He's not their Lord and Savior yet. So because of our prayers, God is continuing to allow time for people to come to him who has not come to him yet. Yeah. Today we're going to listen to Dr. R.L. White, and his message is this. <laughs> Are you in the church or is the church in you? Are you in the church or is the church in you? Listen, when I first kept come to the Lord and people, you know, noticed and they said, oh, they, well, what's going on? You look different. You don't even act the same. I said, I'm in the church. And I don't mean that I'm in the building. I'm in Jesus and he's in me. Because if we remember, he's really the head of the church and died for it. I said, listen, I became the church. Now I'm the walking church. And what I reflect out is that people know about the church. Those who don't know anything about church, those who went to church and backslid, those who went to church and they went because they were, you know, it felt good and they thought if I go to church, I might feel a little better, whatever your reason was. We must become the church. So when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we go to the altar with him and we repent. Confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts and ask him to come into our heart and live forever. What happened is this. We become the church. So now we represent the house of God. We represent God. We represent the word of God, which is his son, still Jesus, still the word today. We show in the world what God is and what God is really like. So if we out here acting a donkey, we got attitudes. Uh, we don't know how to give soft answers that turn away wrath. Uh, we out here shooting people. We out here in the street fighting. Uh, I've heard people say, well, look here. I will whoop them up, beat them up, and put my religion down, beat them up, and then pick my religion back up. No, no such thing. You didn't have religion if you had to beat them up. <laughs> if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away. And behold, all things have become new. We're no longer fighting. We're no longer cutting and shooting and stabbing and acting a donkey. No. We're the church, and we represent God. So how we, uh, uh, they have a word they used to say, how we repping. That means representing. Back in the day, you would hear him say, I rep for my hood. That means I represent my neighborhood. I represent my community. So how are we repping for God? How are we representing him? How are we showing the world who he really is? He taught me this, in love and kindness have I drawn thee. Are we drawing others to God in love? Many people come to him because the way that they see that you are. I was in Birmingham, Alabama. And I was in the store at the jewelry counter. It's like a a Macy's department store, but it, it had another name. I, I've forgotten the name of it now. 
And that was this young man, and he was dressed real nice and had quality clothes on. You could look at him and tell, you know. I've been to the barber shop every week, and I go get facials and my beard trimmed up, that kind. Nails done and all of that. So I was at the counter talking to the lady about some jewelry. And you got to know, Matt, you know, God come up in that. So she and I started talking about the Lord. She started asking me questions about church. Because, see, that's what people associate God with, the building. They don't associate God with the people, and he's in you because they, you know, people don't understand in a lot of places. They go to church, but they don't understand God for real. So he come this young man, clean cut and all of that, and he said, uh, what church you go to? I said, Cathedral uh, of Greater Faith. He said, oh, who the pastor over there? And they do all of that too. Because they thank you the way that you are because of your pastor. No, I was the way that a great witness unto God because of Jesus. Not because of where I attended church or what the pastor preached, but I knew Jesus personally. I knew him better than I knew the pastor. I knew him better than I knew my church members. I knew him better than I knew that building. And I had been all through that building cleaning and hanging and whatever else, decorating. Yeah. So he said, man, he said, uh, you on fire. I want to come. I said, well, join me over there this Sunday. I'll be there Sunday. I gave him the uh, name and address, and I went on. He said, well, what time do you usually get? I said, I get there early because I, I have to have Sunday school. I said, but we church doing Sunday school. We don't just have Sunday school. I said, he, the, the pastor opened the door, and we praise God in the, in the morning Sunday school. So I got there that Sunday, and he, he was there. I was waiting on you. I said, good, come on in. And I brought him on in. I didn't get a chance to introduce him, introduce him to Bishop. So I wanted to show this man something. What he saw in me, he didn't see it in the rest of them. So I could see him. He was looking weird and looking, because he was expecting them to be as friendly as I was. He was expecting them, you know, to talk the way that I was talking. Nobody spoke to him. Nobody shook his hand, not greeted him, none of that. So he was looking at me all crazy and everything. And then in a little bit, he said, hey, I got to go. I said, okay, thank you for coming. Thank you so much. And he said, okay. But God wanted to show him it's not in a building. It's not in people. It's not in the pastor. It's in me. It's in my son, Jesus. And that's what we got to know. Because listen, if the church burned down, on Monday, and the pastor dies on Wednesday, what would we do? What do we have? But if I got God, the church can burn down. Every church member can die that Monday, and the pastor can die that Tuesday. Guess what? I got God. And that's what I need to get me to the next floor. That's what I need to get me to the top. That's what I need to get me into heaven. That's what I need to go back with him when he comes. I need his son, Jesus. They're one. Yeah. 
So we don't want to just be church goers and church knowers, church etiquette, church protocol. We don't want to just be caught up into that because a lot of that is man stuff and what he put together. Denominations. I'm Baptist. I'm Methodist. I'm Pentecostal. I'm this. I'm bad. I'm Lutheran. Listen, I'm Jesus. How about that? I am Jesus. Hallelujah. He's in me and I'm in him. Because I am the church. And I got to rep. I got to represent God. And if in loving kindness have I drawn thee when I'm out, I got to show people love. I can't judge people. I can't talk to people crazy. If someone says something to me I don't like, Solomon said, answer turneth away wrath. Sometimes you don't have to say nothing. Ignore it. It go away. It take a fool to argue by themselves. It take a fool to fight with themselves. And I quietly begin to pray for them. Sometimes I just let it go. I don't pray. I don't do nothing. I just let it go. Why? If you think you're going to put your hands on me, them angels have something for you. And God is watching. He'll take care of it because he knows the very intent of my heart. So when I learn to do better, I begin to do better. I learn every confrontation don't need a word back. You don't have to say nothing back to people. Now, every now and then you're going to run across a fool, and you don't say nothing back. They're going to keep it going. Let them keep it going. If you can escape and get away, go. You're the bigger person. You're representing God. Nobody can accuse you of cussing nobody out. Nobody can accuse you of fighting in the street. Yeah. I had a cousin. She was... She was an evangelist, and this is what she said. She said, I'll beat you in the name of Jesus. Now, I I, I knew that wasn't right. Yeah, I knew that was not right right there. Who going to fight in Jesus' name? Now, we know that Jesus went over there and threw him out the temple and all of this kind of thing for doing wrong in the house of the Lord. And he did that because it needed to be done. And he was turning over tables and he was whipping them. But we got to remember that was for the sake of Almighty God. That wasn't for the sake of his flesh. Anybody understand that? See, because a lot of times we get angry because our flesh is cutting up. Our flesh did not like that. So we we acting a pure donkey. Yeah. So look, I'm going to one more song of the morning with one more request. And uh, when we come back, we are coming back with our morning prayer. Y'all ready to go to church? Come on, put them hands together. Come on, let's go to church.
radio not just for your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the morning radio. And you're with Barbara. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Treat your neighbor right. And heaven belongs to you. Treat your enemies right. And heaven belongs to you. So many of us have lost the the point, have lost the mark, have lost the calling, have, have lost the idea uh, believing the very thought that God sent his son because he loves us. And if we believe on him, we won't perish, even in this life. For we'll get eternal life. We'll gain eternal life. We won't perish on the earth if we can but believe because believing is faith. It's going to cause us to have faith. And when we know anything, we keep working. We're going to trust God. Now we're in his word. And we're praying and understanding what his word says. So we're walking according to his word. We're putting the word to everything that come our way. The good, the bad again this morning, and the ugly. I was blessed yesterday, mm, tremendously blessed. But the word of God, I could put the word to the blessing. It's so many things from the word I could put towards that. Work while it's day. uh, (laughs) He loves a cheerful giver. It's so, so much of the scriptures I could put towards the blessing that he sent my way on yesterday. Uncommon blessing. It, it wasn't something that I get every day. It wasn't a blessing that I'm accustomed to. It was out of the extraordinary, what he did for me yesterday. Oh, my goodness. He loved a cheerful giver. He says, if you give, he will cause men to give into your bosom, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Not only did he say that, but look what else. It's better to give than to receive. The church, and I'm not talking about the building, I'm talking about the believer, the Christians, the saints of God, the true followers of Christ, the true people of God that want to obey his word. When we give, God gives back. When we do things that's out of the ordinary that other people don't do, I'm rewarded. You'll be rewarded. But many times we caught up into the building and we feel like, well, I'm going to church. I don't feel like it, but I'm going. So we think we're making a sacrifice. No, you're not. You may as well stay at home because you only go on Sunday. You don't go to Bible study. You don't you don't know where your Bible at. And, and I, I know this the truth. You, you're going to get to hear some stuff this morning. You may not like it, but it's true. And I'm all about that truth. I remember Sister Cantaloupe. She, she's what they call a Christian comedian. And that cantaloupe, <laughs> that Sister Cantaloupe would have me screaming. The pastor called. And quoting scriptures, and she need to read from the Bible to the pastor to let him know she in the word. 
She don't know where her Bible is. So she called her granddaughter. Tasha, come here and find my Bible. And, you know, when she telling Tasha so the pastor can't hear. So Tasha looking, Tasha, look up under the bed. When Tasha look under the bed, the Bible all the way under the bed with dust all over. She got to blow the dust off because she, she have not been in the Word. But she get on the phone and gossip with her friend Esther, and uh, the woman called her to pray for her, and she told, uh, this was her prayer, Lord, uh, bless me and my family, fill my refrigerator up, fill my gas tank up, and bless with children and grandchildren. And when you get through with that, Lord, do something for her. Did you hear that prayer? Oh, it tickled me good. Because people pray like that. The pastor called for the intercessors of the church, the praying women, the praying men to come pray. And instead of them coming to pray for the person, they begin to pray for themselves. Because they're not accustomed to you know, praying, they're accustomed to just them and God, you know, praying for what they know how to pray for what they want. But when you in that building, and that building means so much to you, and you go on Sunday, but you don't go to Bible study, you don't go to prayer meeting, you don't go to things that the pastor's teaching that God would have us to do, because many times we're looking for the pastor and somebody else in the church to do everything. And we feel like we go on Sunday, so we're doing God a favor. We're not doing him no favors. He's seven days a week, 30 to 31 days a month, 365 days a year. So if you think that one Sunday that out of the year that you go, I mean, out of the week that you're going to give God something you're sadly mistaken. He needs to be giving it to him every day. But you have a lot of Sunday Christians. They get dressed up. They shine and wash their car up. And they go to church. I don't want the church with the truck dirty. I don't want the church with casual clothes on, nothing dressy about it. I was clean head to toe, hair clean, body clean, clothes clean. I went on to church. I didn't have a suit on and all of that. Half flipped and fried and died and I didn't I didn't have all that. Because I went to lift him up. I went to praise and worship. I went to fellowship with the saints. I went to fill this filling station up so that I could go back out and empty it and come back in. So what I wore over there, it wasn't important because it wasn't having a fashion show. Yeah. But any time I call myself leaving home to go out in the public to go do some business or something, we always want to look presentable. So when we go to the house of the Lord, we want to look presentable. There's no dress code there for me other than the dress of becoming of holiness, a clean way to look. You know, not showing every inch of my body and all that. No, I don't do all that. No need. Yeah. It has kept the devil at bay. My dress code keeps the devil at bay. And I know just as good as well if a man say, hey, let me get that phone number. 
I'd be like, okay, you can get it. Because I know he's not calling me. It's what men do. Especially in front of other men. Because sometimes they tell other men, watch, I get her number. And I give them the real number. Because guess what? You call me when you get off. If you stay on the phone with me, you're going to have Jesus when we get off. <laughs> you're going to be saved when we get off that phone. Have time for foolishness, nonsense. But we who say we are saved, we represent God. We're the church, and we are representing the true and living God, Jehovah, that have all power. There's no higher power. And we represent his son. Because his son is the head of the church and gave his life for it. He died for us. So we want to represent him. We want to represent him by showing we appreciate what he did for us and in us. Back to this scripture. If any man be in Christ now, any man, I don't care who you were. I don't care what you used to do. The liar, the thief, the cheater, the hater, the rapist, the molester, the murderer, the thief. The prostitute, I don't care what you was. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He's new. The old man is gone. This is the new and improved barber now. And when I say man, I mean the generic term man or woman. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He's a new creation. God made him over. Old things has passed away. All the lying and the cheating and molesting and the rape and the murders and the dirty doings, you no longer desire to do those things. Again, old things have passed away. And behold, and I believe Apostle Paul said that with some boldness. I, I think we could put an explanation point of excitement right there. Behold, all things have become new. You got a new walk in life. You got a new way of thinking. You have a new way of doing things. If you're still doing the old stuff, I need you to go back to the altar, making sure you got what you thought you got the right the first time. Because if we got Jesus, who's the head of the church, and we're the church, he's, we, we're following him. He's leading and guiding us. And we're in his word so we'll know what it says for us to do and what it says for us not to do. So we're being led by him and the spirit of God. So now what happened is this. Those old things I desired to do, the desire is gone. I no longer desire to do that. I no longer desire a toke of weed. I, I, I don't desire crown roar. I, 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 don't, I just don't desire clubbing. I don't desire to, to hear even about the Chippendales. I, I, I just don't desire foolishness no more because that's all I was doing, foolish things. I was a foolish woman in a foolish world. Yeah. It was all about me and what I wanted to do. I heard about God, but I didn't know him. I knew of him, but I didn't know him. Today, I know him. And those of us that are the true believers, we know him, not just of him. 
I know he's the way, the truth, and the life. I know that he's almighty God, Jehovah, that have all power. I didn't find this out until I truly come to him and gave him my life. He didn't take it. I gave it. Willingly. I can't accuse him of snatching. No, no, no. I went to him. Asking that he would forgive me. I told him I believe that his, his son is Jesus and that he sent him to die and suffer for me. Yeah. I asked him, would he forgive me, come into my heart and live forever? So far he has done this. My forever is not over yet. But every day since that day, he's never left me nor forsake me. I can call on him, he's coming. But I learned all of this through patience. I had to have patience. I had to learn to wait on him. I had to walk in him. Yeah. This morning we're going in with Dr. R.L. White, and he's going to bring our message of the day. I just wanted to share these things this morning. Yeah, because too many of us go to church, and that's what we do. We don't never look at ourselves as the church, and we rep in God. We're representing God, and that's what we must do daily. Hey, I'm the church, and I represent God. Now, I don't do no great singing. Some people can't stand it. <laughs> but I'm the choir. I'm the deacon board, the usher board. I'm the pastor. Hey, I'm the finance committee. I'm everything. Because people will ask you about all of these things. Some people like to accuse the church. They don't even go to church. They don't go to the house of prayer. See, the reason I, why I don't go to the building is because the people in there are not right. Well, well, why would it concern you who's right in there and who's not? You're not going in there anyway. How would you know? You're going on what you heard, and, and, and that's who you are. You're not in him, God, and God is not in you. You're not the church. Because if you're the church, you're going to defend the church. You won't offend it, but you will defend it. Christ is the head. I'm going to defend this church. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about the goodness of the Lord in love. Now, if you want to argue and have a confrontation, I'm walking away. I don't do that. I always felt like this. The word is true by itself. And really, it don't need proving. What needs to happen, you need to have faith. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. Those of us come to him, we must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And you're going to find people that's not doing that. But they want to debate the Bible. <laughs> Ooh, what are you debating when you don't know God? How, how would you explain his word to me or talk about his word to me when you don't know him? We back to the scripture. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. I'm just playing everyday common people. Even when I talk about the word of God, I, I, I'm just Barbara. No need of me putting on, oh, oh, y'all respect me. I'm Pastor Pittman. Y'all respect me. I'm the evangelist. Are you crazy, Barbara? I'm the church. 
I remember the scripture said, upon this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm going to tell you how I get to prevail. It's not the church of Christ. It's not God's house. It's not the church of God. So the devil will prevail against it if it's, but upon my church, the church of God, the church of Jesus, the church of Christ, ain't no devil going to prevail. Why? We the walk in church and we put the word to him. We the walk in church and we resist the devil and he got to flee. It don't mean he's not coming back, but each time he come back, we resist. He's going to keep going. And he looks better on the go, going on away from us, the church. My, yeah, God is faithful this morning. So listen, let's pray. And uh, after prayer, we're going to one more request of the morning. And uh, when we come back, uh, I'm hoping Brother Mark Marquez is around and uh, he's got an announcement. So if he called in and you have time, he may be working. So he may not be able to call in. But if he can, he'll call in and make his announcement. Um, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for being a protector of your word. We thank you this morning. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And forever, O oh God, thy word is settled in heaven. Hallelujah. We thank you this morning that, Father, we can walk according to your word. We can live it if we desire to do so. Help us today to be word-desiring people, word-walking people. Father, help us today. In the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning, Father, bringing every call and every listener, asking today, O oh God, that you would bless these, your people. Father, we ask that you would bless their family and friends near and far even. Move by your spirit today. Lord, if they have people or relatives or friends that's in the hospital, Father, we ask that you would heal this morning in the name of Jesus. Heal every sick caller, every sick listener this morning in the name of Jesus. You took a beating for the healing of the nation. And Father, today we believe that there's yet healing in the hem of your garment. And Lord, we are also sure of this. It's you that heal all manner of sickness and disease. Hallelujah, hallelujah. David said he called upon you. I called upon the Lord and he heard my cry. Father, hear our cry this morning. We ask that you would come and see about each of us, every caller, every listener, every family member, every friend. We're calling upon you. But, Father, without you, we can do nothing. Or we don't have the power. But, Father, you have all power, and there's nothing too hard for you to do. Heal the sick this morning. Or in the name of Jesus, move by your spirit in healing today for the sake of your people here. Or in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you. And, Father, we come this morning asking you to lead and guide us this day in the right path for your name's sake. Father, help us not to be slackers. Slackers. Help us not to be sluggards. Help us not to be lazy. But, Father, help us to be more energized for you. Give us spiritual energy and physical energy this day. In the name of Jesus, 
Help us to talk of your wondrous works and make known your deeds among the people. Father, help us as a church to represent you. Help us to forget about ourselves. Concentrate on you, that we can represent you in the right way. Help us to keep our mind on you. Father, it's you that keep us in perfect peace. In the name of Jesus, we are asking. Help us to delight ourselves in you. It's you that would give us the desires of our hearts. And Father, the earth is yours. Hallelujah. The fullness thereof. Thank you, Jesus. The world and they that dwell therein. Hey, thank you, Lord. Everything and everybody belong to you this day. Thank you today, Lord, for your many blessings, God, for your miracles in our lives, for we are miracles. Father, you found a way to redeem us back to you. That in itself is a miracle. Those of us that have come to you and you received us, you drew us, God, that's a miracle today. Help us to see what you've done for us all day long today. Help us not to leave you. Help us not to get in our flesh, cuss nobody out, think wrong about nobody, judge people wrongly. God, help us to do what's right today. Yesterday is gone, and tomorrow is not promised, but we have today. Help us to get it right with you today. Father, we don't know when you're coming back, but we want to be ready when you come. All of these things will cause us to be ready when you return. In the name of Jesus, we are asking. Remember those that are incarcerated this morning and those that are in every branch of the military. Have mercy this morning, O oh God. Fix every situation in the name of Jesus. Mm, thank you, Lord. Ah, Father, remember. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, bless the widowers and bereaved families. Strengthen today intercessory prayer people everywhere, praying in the name of Jesus, preachers everywhere, preaching in the name of Jesus, Father, in obedience unto you and love for your people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless Israel and prosper Jerusalem. Lucia, protect the angels to stand watch, to shield and protect them. Keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Bless all our brothers and sisters overseas everywhere. Lord, those that can't pray out loud, can't study out loud, can't say your name out loud. God, we ask that you would lose your protecting angels for them to stand watch, to shield and protect. Keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger in the name of Jesus. All our brothers and sisters overseas, bless Lord. As only you can do. You have all power. Father, continue to bless America and the leadership in the name of Jesus. But we ask this morning that, God, you would wake up the American people. That, Lord, you would wake them up to you, your will and your way. Wake up our leadership, oh God, to your will and your way. Have mercy this morning, oh God. And, Father, allow them to remember that it's you that have all power. Remind them that the earth truly is yours, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. Help this morning, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. 
And Father, for every believer, for every Christian all over the world, stir up the gifts, God. Stir up the gifts in us that we will come forth in your word to declare you, to lift up the name of Jesus on one accord that you can draw. Oh, thank you this morning. Father, we thank you. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here today. Move by your spirit, oh God. In a mighty way here today. Bless your people like never before here through your word this morning. And Father, wherever Dr. White is today, bless him and bless his family. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you for your truth this morning. For you're the way, the truth, and the life. And Father, you're my life. Hallelujah. And I thank you this morning. Oh, we're grateful unto you. Mm. We appreciate you today. Father, we love you because it was you that first loved us. We thank you this morning. We can't thank you enough for all you have done for us. Great and mighty things. Oh, move in a mighty way today. Move in an uncommon way. Oh, like you've never moved for us before. That God will see your glory even the more. God, it will increase our faith in you even the more. It will increase our trust in you even the more. Most of all, do it for your glory. And Lord, we would testify of your goodness. We would glorify you. We would lift you up in praise and we would worship you in spirit and in truth. Move this morning in a mighty way. Oh, we thank you. Oh, thank you today. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you this morning. For there's none like you, your almighty God, hallelujah, that have all power. Father, there's no higher power. We give you the highest praise of praises, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Mm. We thank you for your word. For again, your word is a lamp unto our feet. Father, it's a light unto our path. And forever again, oh God, the word is settled and it's settled in heaven. Oh, we thank you this morning. We can't thank you enough. And Father, we ask all these things in your son Jesus Christ's name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We can't thank you enough. Thank you, Father. We thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, we thank you, Jehovah. Hallelujah. Thank you. We thank you. Mm. Thank you today. Hallelujah. Oh, there's none like him. We can search all over. We won't find nobody. Nobody greater than Almighty God that have all power. Hallelujah. I think Sihan left before I said good morning to her. And uh, I think it was home. Uh, Friday, <laughs> and I was talking about the Sloppy Joes, and uh, she go tell me good morning, Sloppy Joe. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I almost screamed. But we thank God for fellowship. Thank God for his word. Thank God for good gospel music. Oh, we thank God. We're just thanking for all he has done for us, bringing us together. We thank him for his love. Yeah, that we can love one another. He said, this is how the world will know that we are of him. For the love we have one for another. Not the talk. 
not the judging, but the love. Love is what love does. Love covers a multitude of sins. For God is love. Hallelujah. Amen goes right there this morning. I feel all right right there. Because this is 2022. And people like to feel like it's the modern day. Uh, We don't do things the old-fashioned way no more. Oh, that's old school. But there is nothing new under the sun. Someone has done this before. (laughs) You just wasn't there when it was done. Yeah, nothing new under the sun. Yeah, this has been done before. Uh, Some days I wear a puff, they call it. Sometimes it's a ball like on the top of my head, hair pulled all the way up. Sometimes I let the hair down and I wear a round afro. Yeah, it's been done before. And guess what? I was here the first time that I saw it done was in the late 60s and the 70s. Yeah, I saw the afro, the afro puff. Yeah. Today, you got all kind of wiggly, squiggly, uh, natural black hairstyles. Yeah. Uh, you got the kind where it look like snakes coming. Well, I, I'm not going to say all that, but you just got all kinds today. And a lot of times it's that people feel their hair represents art. So they do their hair as if they're painting a picture. Or they painted a picture. Yeah. I I mean, however people wear their hair is up to them. But I've seen it before. Yeah. A lot of things, they follow uh, a celebrity. Bob Marley, he was the one that I first saw with the dreads. And then all of a sudden here in America, with the African-Americans and all kind of people, it become the norm. Now today, tattoos, I, the most tattoos I saw on a person was someone from the military or prison or jail. Today, everybody got it. I'm not complaining against it. It's your body, do what you want. But remember, you was bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus. So if you're a believer, you don't want to tat up this body because you don't want to destroy it or change it or anything. You want it just like it is. Now, you can eat it and your body will grow. But that's from eating. You cannot eat so much and the body will shrink. That's called losing weight. But now, tatting it up, piercing it up, you're destroying it. And then a lot of people do all of this following the the fast, the latest trends, and all, you don't even know what you're doing because it represents mental health illnesses. Yeah, you have deep mental health issues, but people won't believe that. And they got the color tattoos. I want a sleeve. I want colors. It, it says something out loud about you. And you can't know it. You, you No way. Because you're following the crowd. You wouldn't want the crowd that God is just faithful. He's waiting on people like this. He's waiting on the dope smoker. 
He waiting on the liar. He want the excessive alcohol abuser. He want the thief. He want the robber. He want the rapist, the molester, the murderer. He died for us all. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I know molesting and raping, all of that sounds so horrific. Murder, oh, that's bad. But he died for all of that. And he knew who would do it before he died. When we were yet sinners, Christ yet died for us. Yeah, and it's all right today in Jesus' name. I believe I see Brother Anthony down here this morning. Good morning, sir. God bless you. <laughs> Thank God for you, Brother Louis, out today. I don't think he knew I was uh, maybe coming back today or he may have some appointment. But I got my chat open and I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for him to step right in there and say, good morning, Bobby Jean. <laughs> no, he said, you bad in this, Barbara Jean. Yeah, so I'm waiting on that. But we thank God this morning for his word. Thank God for prayer. Let me tell you something. We got to become a spiritual people. And once we become a spiritual people, we're going to be all right. I saw a young lady singing a song yesterday about I can depend on you. Immediately, I'm looking at TV and got the TikTok going. And immediately when I heard her, when I saw the name, I can depend on you. Spirit of the Lord, touch me. Because I can. I can truly depend on God. He's a way maker. He's a heart fixer. He's a mind regulator. He do more than anyone else I can ever imagine. And if we open our spiritual eyes daily, we can see the move of God. Today, it's not cloudy. The sun is out. That's God. That's his work. The trees, the, the, the wind blowing, yeah, the water, the moon at night. We open our eyes, we can see God. But we got to be in tune. See, and the church is in tune with him. He's the head of the church. Gave his life for us. So we're going to see things that other people don't see. We're going to look at the grass and see how it don't work nowhere, but yet it comes and goes. We'll look at the birds of the air. Work nowhere, yet the most beautiful creatures. I look at that robin. The breast is burnt orange. I see some of them so fat. Works nowhere. Flowers, they don't work nowhere. Yet my rose bushes uh, this month, September, next month, they'll be beautiful out there. God is faithful to us. But the church must be faithful to him. That's if we're the church. See, some people think they're the church, but you're not representing because you're not. Again, the church is going to defend the church. The church is going to defend the head of the church. We're not going to sit around to them. They just want our money. 
Everybody don't just want your money. A lot of us want you to be saved. God will take care of what belongs to him. Is there anybody here can testify, any caller, a listener this morning can testify to this. I pay my tithes and offering over there every week to her. Can anyone testify to that? Twelve years God kept it going. Just recently, God began to open some doors. And on the 18th of every month, blog talk is paid for. Microsoft, the websites are paid for. But he used me and my money to spread the good news of him. (laughs) I'm not waiting on the people to do nothing. He even told me about that good daughter I got. That's Shantae. Oh, that's that good daughter. Because she takes good care of her mother. But listen, he told me this. Don't depend on Shantae. You got to depend on me. I bless Shantae and Shantae blesses you. But you got to depend on me, not her. Because I was coming back from the store thinking of something something one day. And I said, nah, I can't ask Shantae for that. But he let me know. No, don't you ask her for that. You ask me for it. Hallelujah. And when I tell you, he opened the door and made a way. But we got to trust him. We got to depend on him. And when I look back at where he brought me from, some days I can just skip. Oh, my goodness. They, they wrote a song that says, skip to Malu, my darling. Ain't that what it's called? And I could just skip. Because I saw nothing there. And I needed some things. And when I look back, good morning, Apostle. God bless you this morning. When I look back, everything and more I needed is there because he's a more than God. He's more than. When we look at, he's more than the whole world against you. So that means he's more than anything we will ever need. If we'll open our spiritual eyes to see, if we'll taste and see that God is good and trust in him, And, of course, that word is so important. We must praise and worship him. Prayer is the key, the songwriter said. Our faith unlocks the door. We can ask anything, and it'll be done. God hears every word we say. And what I know is the key is this. Our faith to believe God is the key. It opens doors. If we keep having great faith, it's going to end up with trusting God. Because the more you believe and the more you see him at work, because you believe, now I can trust him. All I got to do is believe that he is, hallelujah, a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I can't go to church on Sunday. No Wednesday night Bible study, no Tuesday night prayer meeting, no Friday night prayer meeting. Nobody teaches me in the church how to pray. I'm just messed up with the prayer life because I don't know how to pray. But I go to church every Sunday. Now, you got to go where you can get what you need. You can be taught. 
Because we all have to be taught. Every time you looked around, Jesus was teaching. I know some of them places he preached in them synagogues, and I, but mainly you saw him teaching. Because folk need to know. And not the new wave, new age way. You got to go back to the old path. You know how old Jesus is? You know how long he's been around? You know how old God is? You think he changed the day? You think because we came in the 1999, God changed? No, he was that way yesterday. He's that way today. He'll be that way forevermore. Look, I got to go to a request this morning. <laughs> and when we come back, uh, we are coming back with Dr. R.L. White and our unit church, or is the church in you? Yeah. Are you in the church, or is the church in you? Is the title of his message this morning, Dr. R.L. White. Yeah, I enjoy listening to him. Yeah, I like all that kind of carrying on he does. And uh, I'm grateful uh, unto Almighty God. Listen, let's go to this one. Uh, request of the morning. God bless you.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's the Lisa Knowles and the Brown Singers. Uh, yeah, you're next in line. And I know a lot of times we think the blessings and miracles are in money. It's in stuff and things. Oh, but I praise him this morning and worship him this morning for his word. Hey, thank you. I praise and worship him for prayer. Not only does he hear, but he answers prayer. Hallelujah. A lot of times we want things overnight, instant blessings, instant miracles. Sometimes we got to work. Sometimes we got to keep going. Sometimes we got to stand, and after standing, we got to stand some more because we're standing on the solid foundation. We're standing on the word of God. Hallelujah. Oh, it's a sure thing. His word is a sure thing. Uh, thank you, Jesus. So we have to thank him for spiritual things, things that we operate in daily. I speak sometimes the things that are not. They're not here yet. They're not here. But I speak it, and I keep talking about it until it exists. It comes to pass. Boat right, I'm about to speak on me a new truck in a minute now. Paid for I won't make no payments. Paid for. Listen, I thought for sure after each month they keep telling me, okay, uh, October, I mean, uh, August you do. Last payment. September you do. Well, yesterday I got the proof. I got the proof. And next month payment is just a tad bit. <laughs> and within 30 days, Within 30 business days, I have the title to my truck. Oh, God is so faithful. And I thought about speaking that new SUV, but then I love this one, and I thought about this. Put some new Michelin tires on it. Get the Michelins on it. Now you're going to ride big. That's all. Because I don't really need all of that. Yeah, sometimes we look at things and shining pretty. And we looking at the shining, but I also look at this. Um, I've used it. I've got great use out of it. And I didn't understand the last time when he switched me from a two-year truck to a brand-new truck. I didn't understand. I, I've spoken into existence, but in a way, I, but now I get to see. It's new. It, it, you know, got the greatest use. But I haven't really got the greatest use because I don't really drive my truck every day. Sometimes every three days. I, yeah. But I'm thankful unto the Lord that I can speak that which I want and it'll come to pass. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, y'all know uh, I love some laughter. And, uh, you know, sometimes you got family members that, you know, they're not really there, but they funny and they, they enjoy your laugh as well. And I've been going back and forth to the R surgeon. <clears throat> so he had to remove some stuff, and now he got to put some stuff back in and all of that. So uh, I won't say, was it a nephew or cousin? I won't say who it was, but somebody else say what. Why don't you speak them teeth into existence? Look, y'all got to know I was almost on the floor screaming and rolling. Yeah. But God have a special plan. 
and if we can have the patience to wait on him, when God gets through, it's more than you needed. It, it, it's more than you thought it would be. But we got to wait on him. Wait on him. Patience is real important. Yeah. I know I, there were times when I could say, oh, Lord, I want it, I want it. Lord, would you please? Lord, would you please? Lord, I want it, I want Oh, I just can imagine it. Look, hold up and wait on me. I'm coming. I'm coming. Remember I told you about the house. Every night I'm talking about. Every night I done shower, got my bed clothes on. I'm going to bed. And I'm laying there. Lord, I want a house. And I'm giving him all the reasons. Three nights straight. I promise you that third night. He said, I heard you the first time. I'm giving you a house. I just need you to wait. So see, he taught me right there. Patience, patience. If you wait on me, I'm coming. Why wouldn't I give it? I'm going to honor what my word said. If you delight yourself in me, I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. Don't just look at the desires. Look at the delight in me. What, what I got to do, Lord? It appears I got to give up the right for the wrong. I got to go in places nobody else will go. I got to love inmates locked up in jail, prisoners, murderers, robbers, thieves. Yeah, I got to love them and teach them the truth. Pregnant mothers knew better than to lay with the man unprotected, wasn't married. Here come the baby, need help. I got to be there. I can't judge the situation. My job is to be there. God is a great judge. He'll take care of her and whoever the daddy is too. And he'll bless the baby. Don't you know it's God that makes people? People don't make nobody. It's God decide on who's coming and who's not in this world. So we yet got to love. Not, not judge and talk about, but love and move on. I seen God last week move. I seen him move. Oh, I seen him move. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hey, glory. What I tell you. Not just with money and materialistic things. I saw the spiritual move of God in a big way. I was like, oh, Lord, you're doing something great right here. Have you heard the scripture that says the prayers of the righteous avail as much? They wouldn't talk about my ways, what I'm doing. They wouldn't talk about, she get upset over that. No, they wouldn't tell me about that. The scripture was talking about faith. My faith. He counted Abraham's faith as righteousness. Look how he believed he had to get the ram out of the bush because he was going to sacrifice that Isaac. He loved that boy, prayed for him for years. He wanted that son. God promised it to him in his older years. He gave him the son, then told him to go up there and sacrifice it. And Abraham was going to do it. So God called him friend because no matter what, Abraham was going to obey God. So by faith, he counted Abraham's faith as righteousness. So guess what? That's what we want today. When I pray, I want to have faith. I want to believe God. And he's going to count that faith as righteousness unto me. And my prayer is going to avail much for many. Hallelujah.
I'm still here because of prayer. I'm working unto the Lord because of prayer. Had I not been, I'd have gave up a long time ago. I can't tell you. But I'd have given up a long time ago because it would appear my labor is in vain. I'm teaching every morning. I'm giving it my all. And then people going to call me with some foolishness because they left God. So the Lord began to show, show me. When they call you and they talking like this and like that, they left me. They're no longer where they were in me. They're coming back to me. See, that's how they can talk to you. And you haven't heard from them, have you? No, Lord. Yeah, because they left me, and they didn't have nothing to talk to you about. But the minute they're coming back to me, then they can call you because they want to get all the way back in there, and they want to go beyond where they was, and, I, and that's what I do for them. You don't hold nothing against us. You just explain things to me, because I'm 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 in awe. I'm like, what's going on? Why is this? Well, they didn't. Well, Lord, you said so. He 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 teach me like he teach you. And when it's coming forth in the morning, I'm learning too. Don't think it's just for you to listen and to call her. It come to me first. Hallelujah. Then you get it. Oh, thank you. Hot off the press. Each time for me. And hot off the press direct from heaven for you. That's the kind of God we serve. He got that kind of power. I know the illusionist has showed him some things, you know. But with God, it's no illusion. It's power. And he has it all. Oh, good morning, Brother Perry. <laughs> God bless you this morning, sir. Thank God to see that name in the chat today. Brother Louis out today. And uh, he probably sent me an email but uh, I've been up talking early this, you know, after morning devotion. I got to talking to Irene, then I got to talking to Sister Jerry. So early in the morning talk, and I said tomorrow, uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to stop because I, I I didn't call in until seven o'clock. That's that talking early in the morning. But I'm happy to see them and happy to talk to them. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just get to run my mouth and I, and they talking and so. I said, I got to cut it out. It'd be on time. Yeah. But I, I thank God. I thank God that he blessed me. To right at, I'm to my right at 7 o'clock because I try to get it, get it done by uh, 6.55. And then I run to the chat room and open up for Lou and everything. Yeah. But I uh, just was late today, and it's all right in Jesus' name. It is, it is, it is. And uh, we're moving right along. So listen, let, let me play uh this one a portion about four minutes maybe three minutes of this next request and right after the request you won't you won't hear my voice the next voice you hear will be of dr r l white Ephraim baptist church yeah What the mercy of God can do. If you knew me then, 
You'd believe me now If you turn my whole life upside down Took the old hand he made it That's just what the mercy of God can do Now I'm alive to tell the story How I've overcome His goodness and mercy And the power of His blood I'm so glad that my freedom Wasn't based on what I've done Goodness and mercy And the power of the blood So much power in the blood Jeremiah chapter 20 verses 7 through now 9 
Oh Lord, thou hast deceived me. And I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I, and hast prevailed. And I am in derision daily. Everyone mocketh me. But since I spoke, I cried out. I cried violence and spoil. Because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me. And a derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing. And I could not stay. I want to ask you a question today. Are you in the church or is the church in you? Mm. Are you in the church or is the church? in you. Drive by any physical church location and someone will say that's Mount Ephraim or that's Mount Sinai or Mount Carmel or some other church. But it is technically incorrect when we call the building the church. The building is only the meeting place where the real church meets. And it is on the Lord's day that this invisible kingdom of God becomes visible. Amen. Which means that those of us who live today, we are part of the kingdom. And during the week, we melt back in society. But on the Lord's day, the kingdom of God comes back together and becomes visible again. So then the church is in reality the people wherever they may be. Now the problem is people who belong to the church can be categorized into two 
factions. The first faction, those who are in the church. And the second one is those who the church is in. Which one are you? There is a distinct difference. And this difference can be the difference between heaven and hell. You got to understand, not everybody in the church going to heaven. There are a whole lot of folk with that name on the road, but not on the Lamb Book of Life. Mm. Which is another way of saying that not everybody in the church is saved. Mm-hmm. Now, many people who come and witness the manner in which we take members in our church, you know, we do second motion and second that somebody can become a member. Mm-hmm. Some people leave and say, are they still voting folk in church? Mm-hmm. Well, we want to say no. The reality is you cannot join the church. Come on. Amen. Mm-hmm. You join a congregation. Mm-hmm. Now, the church universal means that the moment you believe in Jesus and confess that he is the Son of God, you are born into the church of Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Now, there are some of us who hate certain denominations. The one thing you got to understand, and that is denominations a man-made. Amen. There will be some people that tell you you cannot go to heaven if you're a Baptist. But I want to serve them notice today that whatever banner you are under, if you are not saved, you're going to hell. And there are going to be some Baptist folk. Come on, somebody. In hell. Some Pentecostals. Uh In hell. Some Methodists. Mm. In hell. Some Episcopalians. Some Catholics. In hell. Why? Because if they do not believe in their hearts and confess with their mouth that Jesus is the Son of God, then you'll not be saved. Amen. So then, there isn't but one denomination, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Yes, sir. Come on, somebody. Amen. So whatever banner you fly under, nothing wrong with you flying under that banner if you believe Mm-hmm. Jesus is God's son. Amen. 
Amen. Now, when we say saved, it means that you won't be going to hell. So when somebody says, what is it to be saved? just means that God has saved me through the blood of Jesus from hell eternally. Amen, somebody. Now, some people feel like if I just live right, amen, if I just do everything right, maybe I got a chance to go to heaven. But I want to tell you, going to heaven is not determined about how good you live. Mm -hmm. Some of us want to claim that I live better than somebody else. Mm -hmm. Well, suppose you are out in an ocean, amen, and one got drowned as soon as they hit the water, but you stayed up five more minutes longer. You were five minutes better than they were, but you still drowned. Mm -hmm. Aren't you glad that God does not judge us solely on what we have done in our lives? Amen. Amen. Because if that were the judgment, I would have been in hell a long time ago. And don't y'all look at me funny. You too. Because we all yes, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. So God judges us. By what's in our hearts. Mm -hmm. But then you say, is it all right then for me to do my thing? Come on, somebody. No, we are not saying that at all. What we are saying is you are saved and you go to heaven on God's grace, but not everybody in heaven will get the same reward. Mm -hmm. Come on. Amen. Amen. And the works you do will determine your reward. Mm -hmm. Now, if you are just that there are some people who are just saved and that's it. They never help anybody. They they they, they never pray for anybody. All they do come to church Sunday, sit there for a little while and go home. They saved. So they got the basic. That's just like buying a car. You mm -hmm. buy a brand new car. You can get it much cheaper than you normally get it if you get basic car. You know, motor, transmission, steering wheel. <laughs> Amen. But if you're willing to pay a little bit more, come on, somebody. All They'll right. throw in a cruise control and a, All right. an air conditioner, a CD player, a DVD player in your SUV. Come on, somebody. Yes, sir. Amen. 
cars are so filled now with luxury that they will drive themselves. Yes, sir. Well, it's the same way about religion. If you're saved, you just get in there. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Mm-hmm. But if you're willing to work in the vineyard for the master. Yes, Come sir. on, somebody. Yes, sir. Every time you do a work, it's going to your reward. Mm-hmm. Now, they, they, they say, well, where do you get that from, preacher? When Jesus said, some shall be called the least in the kingdom, and uh-huh. others shall be called the greatest. Mm-hmm. To prove that point, I have a story that I like to tell about a rich man who died, and, and he did make it to heaven. He made it. Just did make it. But he made it. And when he got up there, he saw all of those mansions that Jesus had said, I'm going to prepare for you. And because he had been rich, he figured naturally the biggest one was his. So he went and rang the doorbell. The boy said, yes. And he said, I'm so-and-so. And I'm just getting here. I presume this is my mansion. The boy said, no. He said, okay. What about that big one over there? <coughs> no. What about that big one over there? No. Do you know who I am? I started a business with nothing. And we became one of the leading businesses in the Americas. We were on Wall Street. We made billions of dollars. Do you know who I am? boy said, yes, we know who you are. Well, where is my mansion? Your mansion is over there. He said, my goodness, that's not much bigger than a doghouse. How can you give somebody else a mansion like this and give me a doghouse. He was told, you see, the way we build these mansions, we build it on what you send up here. Amen. He said, I'm going, but whose mansion is this? So that's Sister Ann's mansion. Ann? What Ann? You, you remember Sister Ann? You remember that? You talking about that crazy woman that stuck up in church all the time? That's the one. One that did missionary? That's the one. 
one that was always feeding hungry, that's the one. How could she get a mansion like this, as poor as she was? And he was told, you see, every time, Sister Ann, you can put your name in if you want to, stop to help somebody, she was sending up some timber. And because she worked so hard for the master, she sent up enough to build this mansion. But while you were busy working on your millions of dollars, you didn't send up very much. All you sent up was enough to build your doghouse. Not everybody will get the same thing in heaven. And all I want to know, what will you get? What are you doing in the kingdom of God? Are you just in the church? Or is the church really in you? Amen. Some people come and they lie. I have to ask everybody who comes to church, do you believe that Jesus is Lord? Oh, yeah, 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 man. Yeah, yeah, get me on in here. But you can tell whether people believe or not by how they respond in crisis. If they don't want to hear any preaching, they don't want to hear you say, pray about it. If they don't want to hear you say what the Word says, there's a good chance they are just members, but the church is not in them. Can I get a witness here? What is the difference between one who is just a member of the church and the one that the church is in? I'm so glad you asked. Now, one who is just in the church decides whether or not they will attend church on Sunday morning. They get up and say, well, let me see if I'm going to go. I've been good for three or four Sundays. Maybe I'll just take this one. Come on, somebody. Now, that, that's a church member. But when the church is in you, come on, somebody, there is no question whether you'll go or not. The question really is, which service will I go to? Why? Because you'll show up even when you don't feel like it. And then when you get here, you'll be glad you came. Because you were feeling bad before you got here. But since I got here, I feel so much better because I'm not just in the church, but the church is in me. A church member is one who decides whether I'm going to give and how much I give. 
Come on, somebody. They're the ones that said, I know what the Lord said. The Lord said a tent. But God don't expect for you to be no fool. God do I got all these bills. Amen. I hear God saying, yeah, but I didn't tell you to make them all either. But when the church is in you, come on somebody, you know what God requires. And you say, well, I can afford it not or not. I'm going to give to God not because I want a blessing, but because I already got a blessing. Now, just a church member, they never studied the Bible. You got that brand new Bible in your house, and it looked just as new as it did 10 years ago when you got it. Some of y'all trying to act like you sleep now. I want to know how many times did you take out the Bible this way? By the way, do you know where your Bible is? I know it is. It's under the ebony, under the essence. Come on, somebody. Between the jet book. <laughs> Amen. Way over in the back of the bookcase. And then when Reb is coming to the house, oh, let's put the Bible out. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Amen. You're just a church member. And you're not seeking to grow spiritually. Walk heavy white. Y'all get quiet. I tell myself, amen. But when the church is in you, you want to get to know God at a deeper level. You don't want just this superficial knowledge. You want to know, God, why did you make me? What is your will for my life? Lord, I need to grow. And if it takes me studying my Bible, I'll do it. Now, a church member decides whether or not they will participate in praise. That's that member who comes in and folds their arms and not say a word. And they get insulted if you say to them, tell the person next to you, God loves you. That ain't necessary. Come on, somebody. You ask some people to sing, they act like you insulted them. They ain't going to sing nothing. That's what your choir is for. That's what you... Come on, somebody. Clap your hand. I don't clap my hand. Sweating out my new dress. <laughs> Amen. And now, they don't never come on time. They uh, 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 uh. said, now I hear in there about when devotion is over. <laughs> come on, somebody. Just before Reb preaches, 
As soon as he gets through, I'm out of there. Amen. They come in and say, yes, I'm late, but I'm straight. I'm sharp. Watch how they turn around and watch me when I walk down that aisle. Now, that's a church member. <laughs> but when the church is in you, you say, I came to praise the Lord. Why am I going to make so much noise because the Lord been good to me? And I'm not going to hold it a secret because if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I wouldn't even be here now. And you want me to shut up and act sophisticated? No! I'm not ashamed. To praise the Lord. Why? Because the church is in me. Amen. When you're just a church member, you do what you want to do. Say what you want to say, and it doesn't make any difference. Now, some people, some of y'all, when you leave here today, you got, you got your Sunday mask on now. cuss and fuss the rest of the week. Amen. I know y'all don't like that. But if you want to know how we really are, observe us on our jobs. Observe us when we're at home. Come on, somebody. Listen, your, your refrigerator can be a testimony your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So if I could go to your house and open your fridge and all I see is coors and bud. Wine. Look in the cabinet. Come on, somebody. Gin and rum. I better get off of that hat now. But your refrigerator is your testimony. Your garbage can, come on somebody, is your testimony. If when the trash man picks it up, come on somebody, and all he can see is drug paraphernalia. If all that they can see in your trash are those nasty magazines. Yep. Pornography. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's a testimony. But you say, but I go to church. I'm a, I'm a member of Mount Ephraim. All right. So you are. But you were in Mount Ephraim. But Mount Ephraim ain't in you. And some of you all here today, your body is here with me, but your mind is on the other side of town. Either you take your mind where your body is or your body where your mind is. (laughs) 
But when you are convicted by the Holy Spirit, there are some things that you won't say. <laughs> Can I get a witness here? Listen, you cannot be an effective Christian if you are a perpetual cursor. Perpetual means continual. In other words, if you always cuss it, come on somebody, and on Sunday morning you say, today is the Lord's day, put on that church face, go, praise the Lord. You're just a church member. Ask the person next to you, which one are you? What did they say? Oh, okay. <laughs> Now, a church member will scam the church. You know what they'll do? They'll take up money in the name of the church. And the church don't ever see the money. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right up here today. Some will borrow money from the church and will never pay it back. And that's why we broke now. Some of y'all, well, come in with a sad story and I'm there crying with you and then I give you my last money. Well, Lord, if the Lord bless me, pals, I have it back in seven days. That's been 777 times seven days. And you act like you got amnesia. Some of y'all trying to look at me mean, but before I take it back, I'll add more to it. Y'all officer, y'all mighty quiet. Y'all ought to say something over here. When you're a church member, you come to church, you may stay awake. <laughs> but you may go to sleep. Come on, somebody. But when the church is in you, you're not always saying, what can the church do for me, but what can I do for the church? Amen. I hope y'all not getting upset with me. But you see, when the church is in you, it is a lifestyle. You don't have to act like it. That's just the way you are. You know, it's kind of like folks used to say you can get the person out of the country, but you can't get the country out of the person. You know what that means? That when somebody comes from the country, the country is so much in them that they act country. It's possible to be on welfare but not have the welfare in you. 
You see, some people have a welfare mentality where all they want you to do is do something for them. They feel like you owe them something. They go to the welfare office and say, you're going to give me my money. But a person who cannot help where they are, and they are saying one day, I won't have to be on welfare because I want to earn my way. Then that person might be on welfare, but it's not in them. Am I doing all right, y'all? And that is the intent of Section 8. You see, when sociologists got together and said, how can we improve the mindset of people who live in the inner city and the socioeconomically deprived, well, in other words, the ghetto, how can we improve their standard of living? Somebody came up with the idea, if we will allow a plan called Section 8 to integrate them into the larger community, then they will see the lifestyle of other folk and thereby improve their own lifestyle. Now, for some, that works. But for others, come on, somebody, who the project live in, you can move them out of the project and put them in their best neighborhood, and in six months, that brand new house will look like the project. Why? Because the project is in them. Oh, I wish I had a witness here. Now, don't get me wrong. If you have to live in the project, nothing wrong with that, as long as the project doesn't live in you. And it's the same thing about religion. You don't just have to be able to talk church talk to be saved. You don't have to just be able to talk church talk for church to be in you. See, some of us feel like we just got to talk church talk. And everybody who's been in the church long enough, you know church talk, don't you? Yes, you do. Help me out now. First, giving honor to who's the head of mine. He's been better than me. God is good. And all the time, church talk. Oh, I wish I had a witness here. You don't have to be able to talk church talk for the church to be in you. And that was the problem with Jeremiah. Jeremiah was one of the major prophets in the Bible. Now, in the Old Testament, you have major prophets and minor prophets. Now, the difference in the major and the minor prophets is how much they had to say. 
Now, if you look in the book of Jeremiah, he had a lot to say. So they termed him major prophet. But at the time of our text, Jeremiah was angry with God. Upset with God. Have you ever been mad with God? Don't lie. Because I've been upset with God. It didn't do me any good, but I was upset. I had to understand that God is sovereign. And God doesn't stop because you're mad with him. And here Jeremiah was angry with God. You want to know why he was angry? Because Jeremiah felt like if he did what God told him to do, that God would just reward him and he lived happily ever after. So he went out and said just what God told him to say, and it got him in trouble. Jeremiah was prophesying. Amen. He was talking to the Judahites, saying to them that God is going to allow, allow a foreign power of the Babylonians to take you over. Why? Because you have departed from the Lord. And he said, your prophets are only saying what the king wanted them to say. But I'm here to tell you the truth. Now, when you tell it like it is, some folks will get mad with you. Amen. I have folks get mad with me when I tell it like it is. I tell them, don't, don't get mad with me. When you go to the doctor, you don't get mad with the doctor when he tell you what's wrong with you. Doctor said to you, you got high blood pressure. You ever heard anybody say, you better not say that no more. Have you ever heard anybody say, I'm mad with you, doctor. Why? Because you said I got high blood pressure. No. You want to know, what can I do to make it better? Can I get a witness here? Now, when the preacher ever steps on your toes, don't get mad with the mailman. I'm just delivering the mail. But they got angry with Jeremiah, the king. You know what the king did? He put Jeremiah in stocks and bonds. That was an old-time way that they would put you to shame they would put you in the public square and they had this contraption where your hands would be bound and your feet bound and you were put to public shame. Everybody walked by and made fun of you. Could you imagine that? All of the prophets, false prophets, branded him, you liar. Look what you get. The rank and file citizens just walked by. Ain't it a shame? And even the children came by and looked at Jeremiah. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah said, what is it? 
God called me, I didn't call him. And if he king or king and lord of lords, look like God ought to back me up. All I was doing was telling them what thus saith the Lord. And look what he got me. Where's God? Why is he letting me go through this? And look at what he said to the Lord. Verse 7. Lord, you fooled me. You deceived me. You're stronger than me. You just made me out of shame. Listen to what he said, verse 8. Ever since I spoke out, and I cried out about violence and spoil, but the word of God was made a reproach unto me. Lord, I thought I was doing your will. Is this the way you treat your preacher? And brothers and sisters, sometimes I wonder when I try to do my best. And I hear people talking about, but Pastor ain't doing what he ought to do. Time I sit with deacons, missionaries, and everybody I can to the sick folk. And after sending all of them, somebody saying, but the pastor didn't come. Come on, somebody. And then I say, when it's 14,000 to one, odds are not very good. And, and they get mad with the preacher. Amen. And sometimes when I hear some of these criticisms, stinging criticisms, and some of the plain lies that folk tell, somebody had the audacity to say one time that I was caught with drugs. <laughs> the word got out in making my hometown that y'all had put me out. And then another word got out that I was caught with a man. <laughs> I said, now you know. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like Jeremiah, Lord, all I'm trying to do is preach your word. I haven't bothered them. I haven't said anything about them. Why are they picking on me? Is this the way you do your preaching? Well, Jeremiah said, I know one thing I'm going to do. From now on, I will not make mention of God's name. I don't want nobody telling me about God. I'm through with it. Isn't that the way some of your cousins are? Why they don't go to church? Don't tell me nothing about no preaching, nothing about no church, nothing about no God. Now, if you can say that and do that, you were never in the church in the first place. But Jeremiah said, I, I really meant what I said. I had made up my mind. I had resigned from being a preacher, and I'm never going to preach again. So he said, I will not make mention 
of God's Word. Let's see if we can put that in today's time. That was Sunday when he left church. Some of the members done made him mad. And Monday he was still mad. I'm not going back. Tuesday was still angry, but not quite as angry. Wednesday, when it was Bible study time, something in him started to stir, but he said, well, no, I ain't going back. Thursday, come on, somebody. It looked like it was pretty bad what they did, but it wasn't that bad. Friday, he started getting lonely for church. Come on, somebody. Saturday night, start putting out his clothes. And if that had been Sister Jeremiah, she said, Now, wait, uh, wait, wait a minute, honey. I thought you said you wasn't going back. That was last week. But I found out something. I thought I had God's word, but God's word got me, and I couldn't stay away if I wanted to. Haven't you ever left here and said, ain't coming back? Come on, somebody. I'm through with my Ephraim. But what you didn't know, you are not just in my Ephraim. My Ephraim is in you. And even when you don't want to go back, you get up Sunday morning. Where you going? I guess I'll go on back. And all I want to know today, are you in the church? Are you the church in you? I want to give you my testimony. I'm here to tell you, I'm not just in the church. But the church is in me. When I was a much younger man, and my mother and my father made me go to church, and I said, when I get grown, I'll decide whether I go to church or not. And when they made me stay all day long, I kept saying I'd be glad when I get grown. When I left home, 700 miles, my mother and father. They were not there to make me go to church. But every Sunday morning, something on the inside said, you can't stay home today. You need to go 
and worship the Lord. And I found myself going when I said I wouldn't go. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. But I found out something. When nobody has to make you go, your religion can be more real to you. Can I get a witness? And I don't know about you, but I'm in the church today, and the church is in me. They criticize on the radio and television big churches, but I'm glad to be the part of a big church. Because if your church been a church 50 years and you still don't have but 10 members, something is wrong somewhere. But when the word is going forward, somebody want to be a part of what you are. Can I get a witness here? We got liars. In the church. We got backbiters in the church. We got peace breakers in the church. But that's only on one side. But on the other side, we got Jesus. He's in the church, y'all. And when Jesus is in the church, he's worth more than all of the hypocrites in the world. In the church, we got love. In the church, we got peace. In the church, we got joy, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, meekness. It's all in the church. And I tell you what, you decide which side you're going to be on. Will you be a member or will you be in the church? When you're a member, you might feel something, but you might not. But when you're in the church, whenever the word goes forward, something on the inside starts moving. Something on the inside starts turning in you. Sometimes you, when you realize you're already standing up, praising the Lord. All I want to ask today, is there anybody in here who are in the church? Or is there anybody in here and the church is in you? Is there anybody who's afraid to praise the Lord? Or is there somebody here who doesn't mind the world knowing what side you're on? Now, I want all the church members to just be quiet like you've been. But if you know, you know the church is in you. And you are not in control of your religion. I want to give God
some crazy praise. I'm going to count to three, and I want it to seem like we are out at Atlanta Stadium. I want it to seem like Andrew Jones just hit a home run. One, two, three. Yeah! 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 The reason you shouldn't be ashamed if your favorite rap artist came in here today, if your favorite rock artist came by today, we would stand and give them a standing ovation. If you were in the stadium, and the Braves just won the World Series. You wouldn't be ashamed to praise the Lord. But I know somebody who's done more for you than a rap artist could ever do. I know somebody who has done more for you than the Braves will ever do. You see, when the Braves get that check, they don't even know your name. But I know somebody that when praises go up, blessings will come on down. If you want a blessing, you ought to praise it right now. Yay! Yay! Yes! Do you know him? Is he all right? Has he ever done anything for you? Has the Lord been your friend? Say yes. Yes. Hey. And when you let him, he'll live in you. And he'll take care of you. Feeling in need of some inspiration from a great sermon? Boost your spirits and strengthen your faith anytime you feel like. I started out working on the building a long, long time ago I turned around in a world of sin I didn't work on the building anymore I was lost in the heart of the wilderness I was standing at the crossing of the road I heard a voice speak soft and low Telling me which way to go And he said it's time to go back home, child It's time to go back home been wandering in the wilderness much too long. It's time to go back home. I wandered here, I wandered there. Months and years have passed. I had plenty of friends all the time. 
the life I lived was fast. When trouble came around me, all of my friends were gone. But I heard the same voice speaking in my ear, telling me to go back home. He said, it's time to go back home, child. It's time to go back home. You've been wandering in the wilderness much too long. It's time to go back home. The voice said, I turned and took my place. I worked in back, singing in the choir, God's amazing grace. I know Jesus, He loves me so, and this is how I know. That same voice speaking to me, telling me the way to go. He said, It's time to go back home, child. It's time to go back home. church uh, is the church in you. And he spoke on a lot of situations that I know about. I know people uh, who on purpose come to church late, on purpose, because what they want to do is show up with their new suit on, their new dress on, you know. They have the matching purse and the matching shoes or the matching tie and a little handkerchief in the pocket and the matching shoes, and they want to show that off. So they wait until everything is almost said and done, and the pastor's about, or the preacher's about to get up and preach, then they strut right in. Yeah, so everybody can see the new outfit, see them. Nothing about God. He talked about the project. I can testify to what he said. Been there, done that. When I was bringing my children up, raising my children, and I taught them that very same thing. Hey, look, we're in the project, but we are not the project. We live in government housing, but we're not your average government housing family. We're not going to act like these people. A lot of days I wasn't working, and I did volunteer work. And they, two of them at least would come to me. 
well, why you got to be gone all day? I said, somebody's paying for this for us because we don't have the money to pay for it right now. Well, this one, mama, and that one, mama, don't do that. I said, well, it's like this for us. If we keep going to the well drawing water and we never prime another pump and put some water back in the well, we'll go there one day and it won't be no water. They was like, what? I was like, yeah. If you keep taking out and not putting anything in, I said, like with a bank account. If I keep withdrawing from my savings, I keep withdrawing from my checking, and I never put no money back in there. I'm going to go there one day to get money, and guess what? There's no money. I've withdrawn it all. I've taken all out, and I never put any money back in the account. The account. So now there's no money. And I said, so although it may not be a whole lot of money that I'm giving back, but these people get taxes for all this stuff. And somebody's paying for food stamps for you. Somebody get up and go to work every day so that you can have this apartment roof over your head. And it wasn't me. And it's not right to just take and take and just take and, and never give nothing back. But that's the way many people are. And they feel like you owe them something, so you should be always giving to me. Yeah, it, it basically you can really somewhat tell about a person that has received government assistance because their hand is always out to you. Anything you offer them, they won't turn it down. But they're never with their hand out with something in it to give to you. And there's a difference today in church folk and God folk, church people and God's people. Church folk do what they want, how they want to do it. They're not governed by nothing but their feelings. But the people of God will govern by the spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit, and we are governed by the word of God, <laughs> which is the truth. And the word is still Jesus. This is how we carry ourselves. This is how we live our lives. We represent the church because we are the church of God. We are the church of Jesus. We are the church of Christ. We are the church of Jehovah. We are the church. So we, we give more than we receive. We do more than, than that's done for us. My cousin said this year for my birthday last February, she said, oh, you got some really nice gifts. I said, yeah. She said, but everybody you gave a gift for their birthday, they didn't get you one. I said, of course not. She was like, you see how that goes? They'll take your gift on their birthday, but when your birthday comes, they won't give you one. I said, I don't give gifts to get a gift back. That's not my thing. I don't care about that. Well, you should. I said, but I can't. See, church folks and the people of God, we don't just do any old kind of thing, and we don't do things expecting things back. That's, that's not what we do. Yeah, we may say some things, but that's not where our heart is. God loves a cheerful giver, so we give. If you're giving me something, 
I want to give you something. Now, if, if I don't have it, I don't have it. But if I got and I can give back, this is what I want to do. I said this, if a senior is re- retired and, you know, they want to work a little bit and not be penalized or whatever, with COVID leaving here, I, I, well, it didn't go nowhere, but calm down. Let's put it that way, they say, you know. I think they should open that door and let seniors do a little extra. And I'm going to tell you why. They could teach work etiquette. They could teach lazy people how to become workers. Now, you're not going to win all, some you'll lose, because lazy is what lazy is. But there are some that you can save. Well, I go to the project. I, I, I talk to the people. I, I used to talk a lot to them, but not now. But when I, because it's been a while since I've been back over there. But when I go and what they call the ghetto, uh, or go down to the dope house to talk, somebody down there needs Jesus. I'm the only church they're going to see. I, I'm the only church that they're going to hear. Because all the buildings, they're just going to continue to walk by them, ride by them, walk by them, ride by them. They're never going to stop. So I'm the church that can stop you, and you can stop me. I've had people to stop me, hey, you got $3. Because they want a beer, and they're going to buy what we call a loose cigarette. And I said, no, I don't have $3. You got two, I said, I don't have one. You don't have no money. I said, no, because they're looking at what I drive. They're looking at what I'm wearing, you know, and my hair is neat. It's not professionally done, but it's clean and it's neat. So they're looking at me like I got the world and all. Well, I was taught this from childhood. If you got one dress and one pair of shoes, and back in the day you wore a slip, under the dress. That's to keep people from seeing through the dress at your undies. If you got one pair of undies and one bra, when you pull that off, you wash it and you get it ready for the next day. That's all you got. So you're just going to keep washing it until it wears out, until you get another dress and another pair of undies and another bra and another slip and another pair of shoes. You, you, back in the day, you shine, you clean your shoes, and then you shine them up. You polish them, especially the white shoes. You never went out with your white shoes dirty. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's what I was taught. So no matter of the small amount you had, you took care of what you had. So if we're the church, and see, we appear to the world to be small and not have much, unless it's a humongous ministry. But even in that, not everybody in that humongous ministry have a lot. But whatever you got, excuse me, you're the church. So whatever you have, you take care of it. And you always give more than you will ever receive. I'm here to tell you. 
not everybody appreciate you. See, everybody did not appreciate Jesus. Listen to me. The name Christian, they told me, means this, follower of Christ. But everybody, even back during the fish and the loaves and he was on the mount teaching, not everybody was there because of Jesus and what Jesus represented and who he represented, which was the Father, Almighty God, Jehovah. They wasn't there for that. Some came back because they saw he had fish and loaves. He could feed them. Some come back because he could heal the sick. He could, they saw him call Lazarus for, they knew he could raise the dead. Some come back because of the outfit he had on. I think that they, the back of his robe didn't have a seam, so it was an expensive robe. And his sandals was made a certain type of more quality weight. So some followed him for what he had on. Some followed him because in certain areas, it was a popular thing to know Jesus, to have seen him, to have seen the miracles that he worked. Not everybody was following him to obey the Father, same thing today. Some come to see what you're doing. Come some come to see what you got, what type of person is really Barbara, who is she, what is it she do over there, oh, it's a black woman, <laughs> oh, it's a big black woman, yeah, all kind of stuff, but my job is to represent the church, my job is to represent the house of prayer. I will always defend it, never offend it. Once I received him as my Lord and Savior, I became his. I would ask the Lord, I, 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 well, let's say I told him if I can, Lord, let my will be your will. I give my will to you. I want to obey you, no matter what it costs. At any cost, I want to obey you. Because guess what I found out? He's my Lord and Savior. And when I found out that the earth is his, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein, even that devil belongs to God. It makes no difference if people hate me. It makes no difference if they like me or they don't like me. See, I can't hate them, and I must like them, because guess what he said about all of that? Love your enemies. And see, a lot of things, we, we just brush right on by it and take it for granted. Oh, well, we don't even remember that. But that's serious business with God because guess what happens? If you can love your enemies, he know that he's living in you. Our desires must be to please God. We must delight ourselves in him 100%. You want the desires of your heart. You want the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. You want the big Bentley. You want the big Benz. You want the BMW. You want the Rolls Royce. Oh, you want the limousine. Oh, you want two houses on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. Delight yourself in him and let your motives be pure. 
Don't get it just for you and your family. What you want is to help someone else along the way. At an early age, you want your child to go to college, help somebody else. I wouldn't care if it wasn't but $10 a year that you gave to help a child go to school. And I want to share this. You can't pick colors. You can't pick cultures and race. Well, I'm going to give it to the Black Negro College Fund. We give it wherever we can. Wherever we see a need, we should come in and support it. And people should come together more. Christian people are believers, the saints of God. We should come together more. It don't make a difference about color, race, color, none of that. He made us all for his pleasure. And if we could come together more and stop the division and the divide, I'm Methodist, well, I'm Baptist. Well, I'm Episcopal. Well, I'm this. I'm apostolic. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm Pentecostal. So what? Whatever you think you are. Are you the church? Are you the church of God? The church that he's coming back looking for without spot or wrinkle. Are you that church? We need to come together and represent the church before the world. See, the world, they're not, they're not for us. Because they see too much division, too much foolishness, and the church is not representing God properly. So they say, oh, no, 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 I don't want any of that. Hey, I can stay out here and do all of that gossiping. I can stay out here and keep division. I can stay out here and fight. I can stay out here and get drunk. I can stay out here and fornicate. I can stay in the world and commit adultery. Well, I got to go to the church to do it. That's what I see in the church. I see the deacon with the choir member. I see the preacher with the usher. Well, I got to go in there and do that before God. Let me stay out here in the world and do that. The pastor up lying. The deacon boy, they liars. You say God love a cheerful giver, Barbara, but they're not going to give up nothing. They're too scared you're going to take their money and smoke crack. So guess what, Barbara? Me and my children was hungry. We couldn't get nothing. I mean, I may as well stay out here in the world. I can go to the dope man and get $10 at least to buy my children some bologna and bread and Kool-Aid. So why would I go in there? I give to them, but they're not going to give nothing back to me. We are individually the church, and each one of us, we represent God. I don't represent uh, divine truth and deliverance ministries. I represent the church of God. Everywhere I go, everybody don't know Bishop Cardoz and Pastor Jackie Doz is my pastor and bishop. They don't know that. They don't know them. But wherever I go, and I, I, I act like I'm the church of God, I represent him. I don't say nothing many times. People say, God bless you. And I'm like, I've heard people cussing other people out, and then when they got to me, they say, Hello, God bless you. And I was like, well, how would this? It's in your representation. It's in the way you represent God. It's how you carry you. It's what you do to show the world who God is. Christmas, buy somebody child Christmas. Cut back on less giving to yours and help put together and, and include your children in on it. Anybody want to give away 
a, a Christmas box this year. I'm asking everybody to at least give a dollar of your allowance money. And we go on to the grocery store together and buy food for the holiday, and we're going to give one box away because that's what we can afford. Your children even would be excited, and they would become givers at an early age. That's what my parents did to me. I became a social worker because of my parents with all that giving. It got to the point I, I give out my pantry, still do until this day. Fresh food, fresh, I just bought it. Nothing from the food bank. I don't, I don't like the food bank action. I like for people to get fresh stuff. I just came from Publix. I just came from Walmart, Winn-Dixie, wherever, Abbott's, wherever I shop and give away. God loves a cheerful giver. I'm the church, and I'm representing the church because I'm in the church, and the church is in me. The head of the church is in me, and I'm in him. He's mine, and I'm his. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sister Dot, did you press that number one? I'm, I'm opening your mic to see. Good morning, Sister Dot. God bless you. How are you? Good morning. I'm blessed. No, Amen. I didn't press number one. Wow. Your hand is raised in the studio, Sugarfoot. <laughs> <laughs> but good morning to everyone that's listening. Uh, I pray that you have a blessed day today. Yes. God bless yes. all of you. Amen. Amen. Yes. I want to say yes. this while I have you. Are you through? Were you saying something else just died? No, that was it. Okay, because this thing cut in and I cut out and I, sometimes I miss what the person says. But I want to thank you so much for the prayer club. I want to thank I thank you so much for posting scripture over there, and uh, it is growing, Sister Dot. It's a beautiful thing to see it grow like that, and yes, I needed it. some help. I really needed the help, and I just could not get to everything, and it's been years ago. The Lord said, ask, ask Dot that, that take over that prayer club, and when I asked her, she said, yeah, I'll post over that. Now, I know what she She's doing it looks simple and easy, but it's not because she has to find this stuff to post. And so and she posts and she prays sometimes when she get a, a break, which is not always, but she posts over there and posts some wonderful scriptures. And yesterday's scripture, I had to repost that thing where I could and let them know she <laughs> not posted this in prayer club. And uh, I thank you so much for your help. And the things you do behind the scenes and birthdays and Christmas and every day, your blessings to me. I give God glory and honor for you. I thank you, Sister Dot. And uh, I like to just share that every now and then to give you flowers uh, while you can see them and smell them. Yeah, I thank God for that. Sister Jerry's posting prayers over there. And uh, we was talking yesterday. She said, well, I'm going to put the Our Father prayer over there. Do that. That's the model prayer right there that he gave us the model by. Yeah. And so um, she and I will be talking and I, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to, that's the air conditioning here. I want to ask 
each intercessor, all intercessors, prayer intercessors. I want to ask y'all to lift Sister Jerry up in prayer for me. Yeah, pray with mm. me for her. So we lifting mm. up God, her before God, that God would strengthen her, bless her, lead and guide her in the right path. And um, because Calvin is preparing to leave home, and we know mm. that that's Jerry's baby. That is Jerry's baby. And so 27, or uh, 26, <clears throat> and that's his mama. He is mama baby. So we're praying that Jerry would get strength and allow Calvin to transition and, you know, doing what he needs to do. He'll have his own place and stuff like that, but uh, he won't be in the house with Jerry. And, you know, Jerry just, you know, uh, she's a mother, and, uh, and she's considering, oh, somebody might do something to my baby. They may not treat my baby right. Oh, yeah, we're going to trust God. <laughs> We gave him to the Lord, and we're going to trust God to uh, take care of Mr. Calvin, Kevin, and uh, Calvin, Calvin, I want to call him all kind of names, but keep her lifted up in prayer, and uh, we just thank God that we can pray and he hear and answer. So we only have eight minutes left. I'm going to pray us out. God bless you, Sister Dot, and thank well, you so much. Uh, you're, you're more than welcome. Amen. 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 All right. I'm closing your mic. We're going to pray out and then we're going to one more song of the morning. And after the last song, I won't be coming back today. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that has been said and done today. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Father, most of all, we thank you for your love. For your love is what lifted us. When nothing else could help, your love lifted us, and we're grateful unto you this morning. As we depart, Father, bless our going out and bless our coming in today. Father, meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. For every caller and for every listener, those coming through the podcast, those coming through the archives, we thank you this morning. And, Father, we look for your many blessings to fall upon us today. In the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so we ask it all again. Everything, God, in your son Jesus' name. We reverence him today. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you this day, September the 21st, 2022, in Jesus' name. And look at this. We are already at 21 days into this new month. And as soon as October hit, we'll have a couple of months, and we're into the holidays already. Thanksgiving, Christmas. Time to bake. Cinnamon smells and spices. Y'all know I love it. And so this year, uh, we're working on uh, giving away some Thanksgiving bags and Christmas bags. And uh, Nikki usually helped me. So that's what we're working on this year. And I'll be able to go and hand out and give out and see the expression, you know, on the faces of mothers and children and 
uh, yeah, and fathers, and it's just a blessing. So we're going to our last song of the morning. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. We're going in with Eva McKinnon. She's going to bring the whole hood with her because she see the need in the community. And as soon as God bless her financially, she coming back and bless her community. Uh, yeah, I like this one a lot. I like this one a whole lot. All right, Calvin, and I'm going to dedicate this one to you this morning. Little small house, big family Seven kids and I'm the baby But I'm grown now And I'm like, praise the Lord Cause everything I've been praying for Is finally knocking on my door And it's so, so loud And I'm gonna take it
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.